Thursday night football. Bears and Bucks. We all thought the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, they thought we thought they were going to just destroy us, especially the way that we have been playing lately. This is the Tabor Gridiron. I'm Isaac here with my dad. Dad, honestly, the Bears definitely kind of lived up to expectations. Actually, definitely a first. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely a very interesting game. I liked how they were very energetic, how they were actually going for the ball. And I liked the way that Nick Foles was making some good decisions, especially in those tight pocket situations where good decisions are kind of mandatory. What were your thoughts, Dad? I was at, well, we won. All right. That's, we didn't really see that coming. We did talk last week saying the defense needed to step up. We needed to see pressure on Tom Brady. And that's exactly what we got. Now, first quarter did start a little rough, right? We were both sitting there like, what is happening? We're going to get destroyed. And then they just kicked it in the gear. Now, Foles did throw an interception. True. I, you know, to me, that was all Allen Robinson's fault. You know, Foles throws the ball. Robinson goes to get it and kind of hit it up in the air. And then the Bucks guy intercepts it. I For those interceptions, I want to see those not go against the quarterback. I hate that it's always just the quarterback stat of you threw an interception. When it's like that. Because sometimes... You know, it is the receiver's fault or the tight end or the running back. How come they never get penalized or it doesn't go as a stat against Allen Robinson? True. It's just Foles through an interception. So I see it all the time with, you know, every quarterback. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to change that rule or, you know, kind of have to go, was it really Foles throwing an interception or did this quarterback really throw the interception or were other things in play? I don't know, does it really matter at the stat? But kind of, because you look at it and go, it affects quarterback rating. It affects long-term stats of you threw X amount of touchdowns and so many interceptions. I don't know. That that That's just me. Okay, Tom Brady was getting hit. And it was actually, I'm a Tom Brady fan. We like Tom Brady, Isaac, as far as he's an elite quarterback. Definitely good at what he does for the last 20-something-odd years. But it was fun to see the defense stepping up, getting pressure, getting sacks. Khalil Mack, we're seeing his name, we're hearing his name. He's making plays. That was a lot of fun to finally see the defense. And then, oh man, I I wish I could have been on the field to hear Kyle Fuller's hit and the fumble that he caused. I mean, this was just textbook tackling Fuller lowers his shoulder direct into the chest, you know, of the Bucks guy. He loses the ball. Bears recover the fumble. But it was such a huge hit, such a pivotal point in the game, and it was just well done by Fuller. Definitely. I think that – and the nice thing is a lot of these um, defensive players are often doing illegal tackles when that – well, when the helmet is hitting the body and – Etc. But he actually took the time and analyzed how to do a proper tackle, which still keeping it very hard and causing a fumble. And so that was really impressive to see him actually make a tackle without getting a penalty. I think the other coaches need to pull that highlight reel and show their players and go, hey, this is what we need. You want to hit hard? You want to get a big hit in the game? Look at this. Look how this was done. I mean, it was all split second, boom, boom. But Fuller clearly was 
knew that he couldn't lead with his helmet. You can see him kind of squat, bend his legs down a little bit, shoulder into the chest. It was just so well done. Hats off. Fuller has been playing lights out week in and week out, and that's been uh, underrated, and he definitely has been a highlight for that Bears defense right now. Jimmy Graham stepping up the last couple weeks. We got a veteran tight end. Let's use him. I like that Foles likes him. The one-hand touchdown catch that he grabbed, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. And especially since he's a veteran a veteran tight end, like you said, he definitely knows how to get those uh, good snags. Now, Bears almost lost this game. You know, we won by one point, 20-19. You flip your side, you know, on the Buck side, even Tom Brady, that's a tough loss to lose by one point. Good for the Bears. If the Bears did lose... I would have been even more upset with Matt Nagy. I, I still am kind of a little, eh, some of the play calling, not a big fan of. I do like the fact that Foles gave him a piece of his mind. You know, there was a point in the game, Foles is working down the field. He goes into a no huddle. They're moving fast. I think if Foles would have been able to continue doing what he was doing, he had the defense on the ropes. People are moving fast. Defense can't substitute. I think the Bears would have been in the end zone. And all of a sudden, Matt Nagy halts everything and calls a different play, makes them huddle up. And you can look. The look on Foles was like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? No, you got to obey your coach. This is what's happening. It ends up backfiring on them. I'm pretty sure on that play, Foles got a sack. They lost like... 17 yards or something it just it was a disaster but I like the fact of here you have a veteran quarterback then going on the sideline and talking to Nagy going you know we didn't get the exact conversation what's going on you're kind of just seeing what's implied in movements and some lip reading and you know going hey this is what I'm seeing this is what we should have been doing why, why are we doing this when, I, when I'm seeing these guys and this is how I'm seeing the field this way And so I like how Nagy kind of acknowledged that even in some of his press conferences going, you know, I need to be listening to my veteran quarterback. We need to be on that same page. I think the longer that they play together as these weeks progress, Nagy and Foles are going to get on the same page. So we're going to see some better play calling and smoother gameplay. Yeah, definitely. I feel that, as you said, they need to have some connections and they all need to, as you said, be on the same page because if the coach and the quarterback and quite frankly the entire team aren't really on the same page they're not going to be that efficient or even get things done because as you saw with multiple other teams you need to have a good connection like that's what happened with Bill O'Brien on the Texans they didn't have a good connection and he got out of there and Texans won this week with their interim coach so I don't know kind of well who knows what that tells well time will tell on all of that for sure Tom Brady, you know, he did struggle. You get a lot of pressure on him. It causes him to have to make poor decisions. You know, I like, you know, he's a veteran quarterback. I like how many times that he realizes he's about to get hit or take a sack, and so he'll just jump to the ground rather than getting hit. Might as well, right? End of the game, he has the ball. They can march down. They can get the game-winning field goal, beat the Bears, It's fourth down. Bears put pressure. Brady throws the ball. It's knocked down. Incomplete pass. Pretty much game over. 
And Brady's just standing there with this look on his face, holds up his four fingers and kind of like, don't I get a fourth down? Like, where is fourth down? And everybody's like, uh, dude, that was fourth down. And he was like shocked. This is a veteran quarterback. Yeah, definitely. It, it was a uh, it was really disappointing. But actually, I can't put it all on Tom Brady. It might have actually been more of an inside job. There might the quarter the coach actually might have made a mistake and told Tom Brady that it was fourth. It was third down when figuratively speaking, it was fourth down. That's a lot. I don't know. Like. You, yes, I'm sure the coach is telling him, you know, hey, it's fourth down. Offensive coordinator, hey, it's fourth down. Maybe all that communication, you know, gets screwed up. But as a quarterback, you're still looking over at the sticks on the sidelines that say first, second, third, or fourth down. I don't know. Brady just got completely disoriented. Was it just all the pressure from the Bears? He's had how many game-winning, you know, drives and touchdowns and field goals it was a little shock to see Brady kind of fall apart that way, but it worked out for the Bears. The Bears get the win. We're four and one. Can't really complain there. Alex Smith. You guys remember Alex Smith, 2018, horrible, horrible leg injury. Do you remember this at all, Isaac? Oh, yeah. I think I remember Yeah. That. Oh, it's just brutal. You didn't even think he was going to be able to play football again. And Sunday was the first time he was able to take the field in a game and throw the ball, make some plays. It was great to see him back, to be able to come back from an injury like that. All of the rehab, all of just the mental game that you have to play, the support of his family and his kids. It was super cool to see all that. Oh, definitely. And it was also, it was also nice that um, they were in Washington, and Washington is struggling a little bit, and they kind of needed a veteran quarterback to kind of back them up in a saying. And um, it was great to just see him out there. It was great to see his wife, his kids on the sidelines cheering for him, and he actually did pretty well. Now, the flip side, you got Alex Smith coming back from such a gruesome injury. It's an amazing comeback story. And then you got a player on the Cowboys. Now, whether you like the Cowboys or not, Dak Prescott has been having an amazing year and has been playing really, really well these last, well, the last couple of years, these last several weeks for sure. He goes down, ankle injury. Yeah, it's definitely a disappointment, especially in the fact of that, even if you don't like the Cowboys, I'm not hugely fond of the Cowboys, but he's still such a great player, especially in the way he has been playing this year specifically. And that ankle injury, even if you look at the replay, his foot is going directly to the side, which from my anatomy class in seventh grade, I know your foot's not supposed to do that. And so it was definitely not good to see that happen. And he's already going through some rough times. His brother just died from suicide. His mom just died from cancer. He's definitely going through some hard times. Yeah, it's been pretty rough for Dak for sure. And I agree, your foot is definitely not supposed to go that way. He did go into surgery. He's going to have a long recovery. I hope that he can play football again. It is one of those injuries that you don't know. It That could be career-ending for him. Definitely out for the season, maybe longer. It's going to be just a rough road for him, and hopefully that all works out for Dak. Browns. Now, this is 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? Crazy things are already happening. The Browns are 4-1. and one. 
The Browns are more entertaining than the Bears right now, and that's kind of sad to say. Again, most of the time you're like, who are the Browns? And now you're like, yeah, let's watch a Browns game. It's crazy. Definitely. And I like the fact that they're finally like, it's like, literally, it's the first time from 1994 that they're actually 4-1. and one. And believe it or not, back in 1994 is when they had Bill Belichick on its side. They are definitely doing so much better than previous years. Like, I remember this one year when they were 0-16. They didn't win any games. And I remember this one time they kicked up field goal and it missed. It was their one chance to score and they missed. This year they got a whole new arsenal with Baker Mayfield. OBJ, Nick Chubb, they got everything, and they are loaded to do some great things. Yeah, it's been crazy for sure. Falcons, now the Falcons kind of have a a pretty high-powered offense. They were scoring some points, but they keep losing. They lost again, and finally, well, organization just said, see ya, GM and head coach gone. Yep, Dan Quinn is officially out of here, and... Honestly, I would if if I was in that spot, I would have waited a little bit to see if it would have if the true colors would have rise to the surface. And they really, would've... though, think about that. Like, think about the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Even just these last couple weeks, they have had some epic games where they should have won, and they just fell apart flat on their face had big leads that just completely crumbled and fell apart. They've been a high-powered offense that has just crumbled and has struggled over the last couple years. Maybe a coach and GM change is what they need. Good point. And now they got Raheem Morris, and he is a good coach. And um, I definitely think that it is going to be great since he's here, and especially because now that they got a definitely, they definitely have a new division like they now have the Buccaneers who just got buffed they got the Saints who are already really good and the Panthers who are the Panthers but um still they definitely need a GM and head coach change Chiefs lost their first game Patrick Mahomes I gotta say really didn't look a whole lot like Patrick Mahomes in that second half you know hey somebody's got to win somebody's got to lose but Chiefs did get their first loss all right Russell Wilson Sunday night football, it was a great game. You know, they kind of struggled at the beginning. Just, But just Russell Wilson, if you just focus on him right now, he is playing lights out. He has been on a different level this year, just absolutely. Oh, definitely, and especially since now they got DK Metcalf and he's throwing a Tyler Lockett, and honestly, he's just been, like you said, on a different level. And um, and as you said, like on a different level with all the other quarterbacks in these years. Like this year, we got some really good quarterbacks. We got Baker Mayfield, my man Gardner Minshew. We got, we got a lot of good quarterbacks, but Russell Wilson is definitely one of the top quarterbacks and definitely stands above the pack. Yeah, you definitely need to look up some highlights of Russell. He has just been a lot of fun to watch for sure. Next week, Bears and Panthers. We got this, right? I mean, come on. Now, no game is guaranteed. That's what's so fun about football is you never know what's going to happen. Anybody can beat anybody. It's what makes it entertaining. But the Bears need to just continue doing what they are doing. Nagy and Foles gelling together. You got the offense, special teams, defense stepping up, doing what they need to do. The Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, they've been playing fairly well. And it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Bears. Again, maybe we're going to be completely shocked. 
and offense is going to score some. We, I need more than, you know, 10, 12, 20 points. Let's get some 30-plus games here. I want to see some points scored. Yeah, definitely, and especially because the Panthers aren't the most um, experienced team, but they are definitely a good team, and they're one of those neutral teams. I wouldn't say they're overpowered, but I wouldn't say they're completely in the dumps. They are definitely a team that is a formidable opponent, and the Bears aren't completely blown out, but they but it's not going to be a blowout for the Bears. We're going to find out. We'll talk next week. Bears-Panthers. See ya.